0: Let's listen keenly and observe this group fondly known as the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of the Iron Fist and Velvet Glove podcast, episode 262, beginning of year six,
1: <laughs> in
0: the middle of a, a bitterly cold winter's day here. In, it got down to eight degrees or something, I think. It's got, mm-hmm. it was, it was but, freezing. Yeah, we're freezing. It was,
1: freezing. It was yes, very cold. Yeah. It was.
0: I'm Trevor, a.k.a. The Iron Fist. With me, as always, the prodigal son, the Velvet Glove, Scott.
2: G'day, Trevor. G'day, Paul. G'day, Warren. G'day, listeners.
0: And Paul, the 12th man. Greetings, Earthlings. And was the beer sponsor. G'day, everyone. Right. Here we are atop our small mound. We've looked at what's happened with the week's events and uh, we'll rattle through them and see where the conversations take us. Um. Before I do, uh, if you're in the chat room, please say hello and make a comment. And last week, at some point, the cameras froze, two of them, and (laughs) I didn't find out about it until right at the end. So in the chat room, if – hello, Kobe. If the cameras freeze, could you let me know and I'll try and refresh them. So so there's that. And also, before we get started, at different times on our little private Facebook messenger group and in our private conversations, we've been COVID restrictions – shutdowns, conversations have been coming up and at some point we need to uh, revisit all of those. So at some stage, maybe in two or three weeks, we'll get Craig back and we'll, we'll do another COVID shutdown, pros, cons, thoughts, what's working... What's not working? Should we have shut down in the first place? Should we have been using masks or whatever? So.
2: Which one of the three of us has to stay away?
0: So no, we'll fit five in. You'll so fit five we'll, in. We'll work out some way of doing it. And we'll <laughs> work we have
2: to socially distance them. We'll yeah, is there enough room? Well, we've,
1: oh, we've, yeah, we've, one up there, over there. Yeah,
0: we are actually in an in a old pool room here, and so it's actually quite a big room.
3: We're, we're legal at the moment, so we can fit Craig in. All right. Can you imagine the uh, Queensland police raiding, <laughs> banging on the door? Oi, open yeah. up, let us in. We've got to check that you're COVID safe. Yeah. It,
0: it well, could happen. It, it could happen, it, yeah. It, stranger things have happened.
3: <laughs> because people have been getting busted for having parties of, uh, mm. you know, numbers in excessive recommendations, haven't mm. they? Particularly Which, rugby league players, mm. absolutely,
2: and they should be they should be cracking down on all those sorts of arrangements. Should they? Yes, they should be because the reason why Melbourne got out of control, oh god, your alth-
3: authoritarian side is I showing know, again. It is showing,
2: god. and that's fine because I do not back away. This is a public health issue, okay? And they should have cracked down very hard. And the reason why Victoria's got out of control is because they were let off the leash and they went back to kissing everyone and hugging each other. It just got out of control very quickly. Right. Chairman with, Andrews
3: was far too gentle with we'll, them. We'll
0: deal with the whole COVID know, shutdown we'll thing.
3: we
2: come back later.
0: Rather than just dipping in and out of it, we'll do a whole expose lo- and you'll get your chance. I would
2: love to find out what these two gents think of the Swedish... Economy, how it's gone backwards, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, <laughs> they've all gone we'll, backwards. We'll
0: deal with all of that in the chat room. Uh, Landon, I asked for advice about the camera and everything if anything was happening. Yeah. And Landon Hardbottom's given some advice. He said, There's something dead on Glove's face. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks very much, but, Landon. Yeah, that would be the, uh, that's the, uh, my the beard. smart yeah. beard
0: that uh, the glove is sporting. Yeah, um, I've got
2: a job interview tomorrow at at one, so I'm not sure whether or not to keep the beard or get rid of it. So, judging anyway. by Landon Hardbottom's comment, it might
3: be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check the, uh, the the main homepage for the company mm. and look for the personnel. If any of them have got beards, yeah. you're good to That's go. Good advice. Yeah, there's mm. good advice, yeah.
0: Right, let's get started. I thought we'd start with some good news because... Let's face it, quite often the topics on this podcast have been quite depressing of late. They have been. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I came across this story from the ABC and it was about a nurse who worked in the public housing towers and uh, had to do the rounds and test everybody and basically went through a couple of the, the buildings there in over the course of a week. And I liked the story that she told. It was just sort of heartwarming, I thought. Well, just good to know. So... Um, She says here she was unsure of what she was going to see The media had portrayed these places as being hostile, rife with drugs and alcohol And she was a bit frightened going into it Um, But over the few days she attended the towers in Flamington and North Melbourne And she said they were giving a list of names of residents, worked their way through the floors Testing was completely voluntary, yet not one resident said no They were incredibly thankful, respectful and grateful for us being there. The police stood back from them and showing us the same respect and kindness at every door we knocked on. At every apartment we asked, are you okay? Do you have enough food? Do you need any medication? Is there anything we can do to help? There were some very simple requests for things like lactose-free milk, an onion, a tomato, dishwashing detergent, sanitary pads and toothpaste. We noticed bags and boxes of food which had been delivered in the foyers, under tents, outside, outside doorways and inside rooms. One man with the biggest smile on his face told us he had never had so much meat. Uh, Again, the residents were so grateful to be tested, they were worried for their health and that of their families. They proudly showed us their negative results, which were sent by text message to their phones. Some wanted to be tested again. Most were worried about not being able to go to work and support their families or that they'd lose their jobs entirely. Um, And she says there... People are obviously grateful, very proud to be a nurse, left with lots of thank yous and I love yous from the residents, and um, I have so many wonderful memories of the past few days, all positive, I'd like the broader community to understand that sometimes media portrayals of what goes on are not necessarily true, and despite suggestions otherwise, wheels are in motion to support these people, Uh, maybe things move slowly at first, but from what I saw, lots of help is now on hand. I think that's good.
2: Story? Mm. Are you skeptical? Or no, no, no. I thought it was a very good
4: story too. Hmm. I'm, I'm not surprised that that's what she discovered, mm. and I'm not surprised that the media portrayed it in a completely different way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got to look at where you're getting your media from.
2: I think if you, if you, if you'd listened to anything that Sky News had had to say, they would have <coughs> said it was a crime tower and all that sort of stuff. It should be mm. bulldozed and the residents should be all deported. But then if you go through. Fairfax or the ABC or something like that, they'd talk about, you know, the disadvantage that's in the towers and blah, 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 blah.
4: Where are you getting your news from, Was so Are you watching <laughs> Sky News? Uh, no, I don't watch right, Sky right. News. I've okay. never watched Sky News. No, I try right. to avoid um, the popular media as much mm. as possible because right. it's just terrible.
0: So where, where are you getting your news from then?
4: Um, various sources. Direct
0: from Donald Trump?
4: Right. Um, you know, hotline from... from there's, there's no one... Real source that I get it from.
0: Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. What, Facebook feed? Whatever comes across your Facebook feed? I just, feed? Uh, I just started
4: li- listening to... What? Podcasts. Uh, yeah, podcasts. Okay. Um, there's, an, there's an app called uh, Curio. Have mm. you heard of Curio? Um, there's a yearly subscription, mm. but um, I'm, a, I'm a listener. I'm not a reader. Mm. And so um, Curio gathers um, media articles from all over the world and um, they have someone read it to you Mm -hmm. and you give a thumbs up to the ones, the articles that you like and a thumbs down to the ones that you don't like and so you start to sort of. the algorithm works. It starts to promote um, articles that are of interest to you and I, I found that pretty beneficial.
3: Is it aimed mainly at people who have vision impairment, do you think?
4: No, no, I think it's just aimed at people like me who
3: like to listen but
4: mm. don't necessarily sort of, like to yeah. read. It. Somebody but it's, who like podcasts It's the Guardian or, yeah. and it's the Conversation okay. and it's um It's Australian. Yeah. Uh no, I don't think it's Australian. Okay. Um but it's um there's a mix, there's left and right wing sort of okay. publications. Curio. Curio, yeah. Okay. It's a little, little plug there. Uh yeah, it costs um about eighty eight bucks for the year. Right. But you can get a weekly trial, and if you don't mm. like it, just um, unsubscribe. Right. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, Jimmy in the chat room says, that's lovely, Trevor, but all of the mainstream media set up their cameras with the drug bus in the background, every single one. We flicked around on all TV channels, and the drug bus was in the background on every broadcast. Well, there we go.
3: For stories on that um, mm. Yeah, on the towers. Area. Yeah. Mm.
0: So... Um, and this is just so, one so nurse's what's, well, what's
4: perception the, as well. This is just an anecdote from well, one particular what's nurse. What's the drug bus? Like, is that.?
3: That's where they test people for drink, drug driving, isn't it? Well,
2: okay. if it is, then it's.
0: Maybe, <laughs> maybe the bus was there because that was what they were using as part of this project. They I don't know. They
2: could have been using that for the yeah. testing. I
0: don't know. Yeah,
3: I don't oh, know. yeah, they could have been. I don't yeah. understand.
2: Tell oh, us more about the
0: drug bus. Or drug bus. Drug bus. He said. Yeah, well, you know, it's like the booze bus. That's what I was thinking. The drug bus. It's the
3: one that they can, you know, it's mobile, so they can take it wherever they need it. Mm. So they may well be using it for the COVID testing.
0: Mm. Okay, let's move on. In other good news, uh, Kanye has announced his tilt for the presidency. Mm -hmm. So he sent out a tweet. (laughs)
1: He's such a fool. (laughs) We
0: must now realise the promise of America by trusting God... Unifying our vision and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision from Kanye. And in other good news, Elon Musk said in another tweet, you have my full support.
4: Yeah, I was surprised by that.
0: And then in a subsequent tweet, um, uh, there's a picture there where Kanye West says he is anti-abortion and anti-vaccination in his presidential bid. And Elon Musk tweeted... We may have more differences of opinion than I anticipated.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Surely Elon was being sarcastic when he said, you have my full support. I don't don't think
0: you risk sarcasm on Twitter, do you? Like the written word...
4: no, I, if, think, I think Elon's he, known for it, actually. Is he? Yeah. Really? Been sarcasm. A bit of a, a, a shit-stirrer okay. on Twitter.
0: It just, it's yeah. so hard to read sarcasm on yeah. social
3: media. He famously uh, smoked a joint during an interview once. Yeah, you? with Joe Rogan. Yeah, so yeah. he's clearly into provoking yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Anyway,
2: I was very pleased to see that Kanye had come out because he's going to bleed votes away
3: from Trump. He may well bleed them from Biden as well, do
2: you? Would, why would Biden lose any votes to him?
3: Um, I don't know, really. I haven't given it deep thought, but maybe black people might vote for Kanye rather than vote for Biden because Biden's a bit of a wishy-washy liberal, you know? Well,
2: yeah, but Biden had done very well in the um, Southern Carolina
3: by, uh, primary, didn't he? Yeah, maybe. But maybe just because there, there wasn't much... Choice, you know.
2: Anyway, my reading of that saying that he was opposed to abortion, we've got to trust in God, and we've got to—he's opposed to vaccinations. That was three of the big things that you'd take away from the extreme right mm. in the U.S., which currently are voting it's for Trump.
3: Mm. He could be a shoe in with the policies like that in America. But, you know, it so could be for know. Black Americans who who might be torn between their their you know their religious sentiments and their. <laughs> dislike of Trump, you know. Kanye might give them another option.
4: We'll have to wait and see, but I
3: yeah. would have
2: thought
4: Kanye's done. The, good, <coughs> the real good news is that Trump's uh, approval continues to decline. Absolutely. So mm. hopefully that continues right through to till- mm.
0: yeah. Jimmy in the chat room, I don't understand about the drug bus. Are you saying that there was a bus there outside the public housing that was testing people for illegal drugs, or was the bus there as part of... I don't understand that... Is, were they going through the, the... They couldn't have been going through the units and <laughs> testing people for illegal drugs. I don't understand what no, no. the drug bus was doing. It doesn't there. work like that. Yeah, I don't understand.
3: But the police don't just take a, a bus and then go and raid everyone's apartments. They don't yeah, operate. Yeah. It's, it's so, usually used for testing people so, while so, they're driving. So, Jimmy's but, saying but they have sophisticated... Instruments inside it for testing, you know, really, really minute amounts, traces of drugs. So yeah. it potentially might be applicable or might be useful for testing. No, I, for don't COVID. Think, I, I don't think I don't
2: think they would have done the testing there, but they might have. They might have had that set up and that sort of stuff so they could bring people in and do the and grab the mm. um, stuff that comes out of your nose. I had one of those last week. They mm. do not tickle, ladies mm. and gentlemen. They are not fun oh, yeah. at all. So yeah. you had the test. I and had it, the test. Yeah,
0: and. It- and it gets, it's a little bit
2: smart as it yeah. goes up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the a couch. lot of fun. Right. You know, I went in there and, um, you know, they've got signs and everything all over the door saying, if you don't have a mask, knock on the door, we'll bring a mask to you. Mm. You weren't allowed inside unless you had a mask. So i already taken a mask up with me. And I walked in there and I said, my name's Scott Clark. They said, but that's fine. You know, you got to sanitise your hands. And you know, go through your name, your date of birth, blah, 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 blah. I had to put my glasses on because I couldn't see the fucking things anyway. Um, so they we went out the back and she says, Okay, just take the mask down, say ah. And she shoved this thing right up my right the back of my throat, and I whoa. And the next thing I know, it's in my nose. <laughs> and I'm just done, and she said, yeah, that's done. So
3: say R, ah, yeah, the thing she, goes in your yeah, neck and yeah, then another one goes up your nose. Exactly. At right. the same time.
2: Well, not at the same time, but they were very quick. They seemed to be a in, double-edged In, in quick thing.
3: succession. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully not the same swab.
2: they did seem to turn it around.
3: So right. she had, you know, were, it okay. was... An extra long Q-tip. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. Um, one yeah. in your neck. Out, swap it around, up yep. your nose. Provided
4: she doesn't tell you to bend over. It's all good. <laughs> but if you're feeling a bit crook, dear listener, don't hesitate to go and get tested. Go and get Do, them done, honestly. The discomfort. I mean, mm.
2: Exactly, because I rang my quack because I'd had a sore throat for 24 hours and I just said to him, I said, <clears> look, <throat> I've, had my, I've had this sore throat for 24 hours and he didn't even let me ask. He said, yep, go get a COVID test. Mm. So I had to go up there, get a piece of paper from him and that sort of stuff and then I was out.
0: Mm. Okay, let's move on. Um, Good news. Um, If you've committed a crime and you want to avoid extradition, you can go to Hong Kong. (laughs) So, well, it works both ways, doesn't it? Like, (laughs) this is the thing. It works both ways. If we say to China, oh, we're not going to extradite people to Hong Kong, well, okay, and it works the other way. So, Do we know anybody in China who's – because China doesn't have an extradition treaty. Who's
3: on the run from Australian is law. There, is
0: anybody in, this pod, in our podcast community in China who might be on the run from the law because, and they're in China because of the extradition arrangements? I'm thinking I have a Landon, friend. Landon Hardbottom. Seems to be. There's Landon. I have a friend who
3: lives in Beijing and he's, he's still there. I've often wondered why Landon was in, uh, in China. He's probably
2: now, evading their taxes, taxes in and, Australia. And now things are becoming abundantly
0: clear. Yeah, no extradition treaty. So... Um, so, well, what do you think? I mean, our government has decided that uh, given the issues in Hong Kong with democracy and protesters, that any Hong Kongers who are here at the moment will be allowed to stay a longer time and are not guaranteed citizenship that are sort of a very vague notion of a road to citizenship has opened up, but I wouldn't count it at Hong
3: Kong as if I were you. But anyway, has anyone, anybody got any thoughts about whether that's... Yeah, I'm in, I'm in favour of it. I, right. I think uh, because it's, it's plainly obvious now that mm-hmm. anyone who is arrested in Hong Kong may well find themselves on the other side of the Hong Kong mainland border. And that's just bad news for anybody. So why would we have an agreement with a regime that does things like that. Just just for consistency any of the boat people who made it onto mainland
0: Australia, you were happy for them to get citizenship as well, who came from places like That's a
3: completely different scenario Right, but they're claiming
0: that if they were returned to their country of origin they would face persecution because they're atheist or they're the wrong religion or the authorities are after them or a, a range of Things like that. For yeah, they, consistency, well, are you happy for them to get the same well, treatment?
3: I, I'm happy for them to be considered on an individual merit based system. The same with the Hong Kong, Hong Kong people. Right. I don't. I wouldn't assume that they'll automatically get citizenship. They'll be given uh, a pathway to to uh, permanent residency first of all, and then if they demonstrate that they're worthy of citizenship it'll be made available to them. I don't see a problem with that. Because of the persecution they'll face
0: when they... In Hong enter. Kong, yeah. But if they're not an activist, if they're just a normal Hong Kong person who's not an activist, who's just who hasn't engaged in uh, any...
3: It's... I don't have a problem with it, um, simply because we're, we're making a statement in support of liberal democracy. Right. And where that liberal democracy has been subverted... Uh, offering support to the, the the people, and I mean, all- so they
0: don't need to prove on a case by case basis then that they are facing persecution because we've got a broader agenda of a of of a statement about liberal democracy. Is that what you're saying? Quite possibly, yeah. Okay, so then when it comes to boat people from the Middle East who've mm-hmm. made it across, we don't need to examine their individual circumstances because because we could make a a statement about liberal democracies. As well, with the regimes that quite they should not be returned to quite in that possibly who so are probably as bad or worse than China
3: they may well be, yeah yeah,
0: so really no individual testing it 's more what is the nature of the government that they 're being returned to. Is that where you're at uh, I, th-
3: I think Hong kong is uh, is a is a special case in this in this uh, at this time, simply because of what 's happening there. I mean, you know, any if, more
0: special, any more worse yeah. than well, yeah, than, than well, yeah, than
3: China, East. China. is uh, maybe not worse than some of those Middle Eastern regimes, but um,
2: I would find that very hard to believe that um,
3: Iran is not worse than China. Oh, I agree. Iran is a shocking place, but yeah, ir- so
0: many look- Iranians here that should get the saying? Pathway to citizenship.
3: Not necessarily any Iranian or any Kongese but oh, you know. So it's not... certainly it should be. They should be all evaluated on a case by case basis. Okay, so it is case by case. If they're Absolutely. not, if they're not an activist, because then they should be returned. No, I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm saying that if they demonstrate that they're worthy of uh, residency and p- possibly citizenship, then they should be considered for
0: it. Okay. So is it more whether they're a good upright citizen rather than the persecution they're facing back home? Possibly. Right. Gee, it's hard to get a straight answer out of you, Paul. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, look, it's like nailing jelly to a wall. It's just, you're shifting and at one point there we were, look, pretty, I, much, we were no, pretty much on yeah. the ball of it depended on the regime. We weren't looking individual. Now we're backed individual. So... I just I just get the feeling. I haven't given
3: it deep thought to
0: be honest. Right. But yeah. um, So this is my nature. If you're gonna say, here's a rule that we're applying to people from Hong Kong, my my I understand always my the nature is making. to say, yeah. are we consistent in other endeavours? Yeah. And, I, and then you have to say, well, applying that rule elsewhere leads to this result. Are you happy with it?
3: So I understand the point you're making. Right. Um, okay. And okay. I think consistency is good. But there are also special circumstances in some cases. I mean yeah. as with the Tiananmen Square uh, case in 1989 where Bob Hawke uh, made special concessions for Chinese students due to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think those cases are quite valid. There's a message here from Landon Hardman. I saw that. He says, no more Aldi bags for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Send them to me, Landon. I'll give you my address. <laughs> uh, just one more Chinese thing before we move on um, beyond China. Um, This was from the ABC. In the language of geopolitics, it's known as salami slicing, a tactic used to covertly snatch disputed lands, sliver by territorial sliver. And on the border between China and India, in the remote reaches of the Himalayas, that's exactly what Beijing stands accused of doing, Mm -hmm. incrementally extending its footprint. Tensions between the two Asian neighbours erupted last month at a frontier post in the Galwan Valley more than 4,000 metres above sea level, a no-man's land in the middle of nowhere. When an Indian Army patrol attempted to tear down temporary structures erected by the Chinese military on terrain claimed by India, it set off a brutal six-hour melee in sub-zero temperatures. (laughs) No firearms or explosives. Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. Well, (laughs) the image that... About to be conjured is just weird Yeah No firearms or explosives were used As per a long-standing convention Designed to avoid a serious escalation Between the two nuclear-armed powers Instead Soldiers battered each other with sticks, stones And improvised studded clubs In the early hours of the morning Isn't that incredible? Daylight revealed a staggering toll of dead and injured. 20 Indians, including the commanding officer, succumbed to their wounds or to hypothermia, and another 76 were injured. And there were an unknown number of Chinese casualties. I find an image in my mind of the Chinese and the Indians on some godforsaken glacier whacking
3: each other with with sticks (laughs) because of a gentleman's agreement not to use firearms. Quite bizarre, isn't it?
0: It is incredible.
3: I think that's how all future wars should be fought. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it was a a result of a – it was more than a gentleman's agreement. I think it was actually a written down treaty after the 1962 Mm. war that the two countries had actually fought. Mm. Now, I say a war, but it was over in a week or something like that. It was a very escalated battle that Mm. went for a week. And then the both sides pulled away. And they came to an re- they came to this agreement that they're not going to use firearms
3: and that sort of stuff. In the Which future. is not a bad thing it's not on a bad the face thing. of it. No,
2: it's not a bad thing. But one of the things that I found incredible with this story was wouldn't you think that if you're going to have this sort of agreement that you would actually sit down and say, Look, this is the border. You know, you stay on your side of the border, we'll stay on our side of the border. If you cross, we're going to open up on you. You know?
4: Mm. That's how wars used to be fought, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Like, the yeah. only people who died were the, uh, the the people who were in the army. Exactly. Anyway, I...
2: At the risk of upsetting Trevor here, I think that China's behaviour is, is reprehensible because they have been stealing stuff. <laughs> they have hey. been stealing stuff. <laughs> I'm not pro-China.
0: I'm just always saying... Where the choice is, oh, instead of China, we've got to follow America. I'm saying, no, 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 that's, that's not correct. If it's a choice between the two, I don't want that choice. So I agree with you that they're shits and they're doing terrible things. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to put that balance in there. It may seem that way because that's invariably what happens in the conversation. But please yeah. continue.
2: No, I, okay, well, I'm seeing I'm not going to upset Trevor. I will just go on with it. But I think that they are behaving, they are behaving (laughs) terribly badly. That they are, what do they call it? Salami slicing? Mm, You know, where they've been, you know, the whole South China Sea, Mm. they've picked fights with everyone down there.
3: And they're doing the same kind of thing, except on water. Exactly. They? Can I just ask, so
0: India was in the right and China was in the wrong?
3: I
2: don't know enough about this. It's the, well, the, oh, can then I, well, can I well, just then say. You shouldn't okay. say? You shouldn't say that yeah, China's you, been shits about the salami.
0: You, you could easily have said India have been shits about this. Yeah. If you
2: don't know. you've got this situation that's...
3: Can I just down. say, the Chinese have no business being there at all. It belongs to Tibet. It's not China at all. When an Indian
2: Army patrol attempted to tear down temporary structures erected by the Chinese military on the ter- on the terrain claimed by India. Now, I don't know the full disputed history of this. Disputed claim. It's a disputed claim, and this is what I was going back to my original point, that they should have worked out where the borders were and they should have stuck to it.
3: It's disputed. In other words, they can't agree where the line is, and that's part of the problem. Mm. Mm. Neither side will agree as to where the border really lies, and so they they keep trying to sort of... Sorting it out with sticks and clubs. Well, but the Chinese were being quite cheeky by putting up structures anywhere near that line, you know. Mm. I mean, anybody would be mad. Uh, it's obviously a provocation, isn't it? Yes. It, it was,
2: yeah, very much a provocation. Yeah.
3: It was a valuable bit of glacier. But I just want to <laughs> yeah. put in a word for the mm. the free Tibetans because mm. it doesn't belong to China at all. It's part of Tibet, for goodness sake, and the mm. Chinese invaded and occupied Tibet by force. The Tibetans didn't invite them in, mm. didn't want them there and have been protesting vigorously ever since. Mm. Um
0: yeah. Well, just actually just remind this whole scenario. I remember a science fiction book where there were these um, uh, these worlds had decided that world wars were too harsh and expensive. So, when it came time to having a world a, a war, they would select 12 of their best fighters from each planet to battle each other on some neutral territory and the planets agreed that whatever the outcome was of these mm. sort of super warriors, then they just it's a great idea. agree to the result. Have a rather, soccer game. Rather than have the whole countries
3: <laughs> go to war. That really? was sort of this yeah, in the science fiction book though. So out. if we if we had a soccer match with China Well well these were these and were gladiatorial our side lost, we'd yeah. all say, Oh, okay, come on in. It's, it's better right. than
0: millions of people dying. These you were think? gladiatorial battles. <laughs> um, in this book so yeah
3: anyway you you wouldn't rather fight to the death Mm. no
0: Mm. i wouldn't (laughs) right speaking of a fight to the death was how are you and hillstone getting on (laughs) (laughs) yes what's the experience there's been some progress Mm -hmm.
4: um i was hoping to report back on actually going to church for the first time ever last sunday and um reporting back on my experience but um I logged on uh, to the Hillsong website, pretty flashy website, mm-hmm. um, and registered uh, my interest of, of attending and um, uh, was informed that um, there's only online church services at the moment. At the moment. Right. And I thought that would be a bit of a soft option yeah. um, and a cop-out yeah. to actually just log on and do a Zoom yep. church service. So I'm going to wait until um yeah mount gravatt is uh, what do they call it central campus they call it a campus okay
0: well you're learning yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah but that's interesting use of language isn't it campus. interesting manipulation central campus, yeah. because
3: we think of campus as a place of learning of learning of mm. genuine learning mm. you know so mm. to make the church a campus it sounds like Are you really going to learn something? So you, I believe, um, in registering, was forced to say that you had prayed the
0: salvation
4: prayer. I wasn't. Yeah, I was forced to say that I'd said the prayer. Yeah. So do you want me to read the prayer? Sure, that'd be good. We want Um, you to
3: actually say it and mean it. Yeah. Uh, Say it with meaning. No, I can't fake it. (laughs) Um,
4: We'll all dear Jesus. I'm praying this prayer because I know that I have done wrong by living without you. I am sorry and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace for me and ask that you would be my Lord. Help me believe in you and love you every day and help me to show the world what you are like and how great your love is. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: I'm going to be ill. Oh, man. <laughs>
4: You're right, Trevor. <laughs> it's, it is such a it's what it's five lines
3: and every line is just And do you know uh, what it really terrible. is at 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 essence mm. it's magic. It's a, it's 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 a magic formula, mm. you know? It's trying to tap into that Invisible magic power, that's well, well, our cosmic well, there. cash machine. But as
4: you said, Paul, too, it's getting you to admit that you're fallen and you, that you there's something that's wrong that's with you. That's the big thing, yeah. is you are broken yep.
0: and you need to be fixed. Mm. So you need to accept you're broken, you need to be fixed, and how am I going to fix myself? Ah,
4: mm, We have the answer.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I know I've done wrong by living without you. I am sorry and I trust you will forgive me. Yeah. So...
4: Oh, okay. um, so I got that email hmm. response immediately after registering.
0: Okay. So that was like automatically generated.
4: Yes. Yeah, an auto-generated <coughs> message. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, then I got one a couple of days later, which I forwarded on to you guys. Yes. yeah. And um, you've got it here, yep. don't you? Yeah, You can, I've you got can go here. through that one, Trevor.
0: Yeah, you've got it. So, hello, Warren. My name is Daniel, and I want to say a huge congratulations on your decision to follow Jesus. I just want to let you know that I am here if you have any questions, and I also want to extend an invite for you to join our Alpha course. Alpha is a free seven week course designed to create a space where people are able to conversate about life, faith, and Jesus. Conversate, there's a a new word. I'll come back to that. (laughs) Once you click the link, you'll only need to click get started, blah, blah, blah. Have any questions, blah, blah. So excited. Blah blah. So there we go. Like that's mm. a lovely little mm. very like very
3: welcoming, mm. of course. And you get a free seven week course for yeah. Alpha. Is that only for for guys then? Because they'd have a uh, <coughs> what would it be called for women? Do you think interesting?
0: Any ladies out there uh, listening who yeah. want to sign up to Hillsong and tell us if you <laughs> get something different to an I Alpha? I think course. Alpha
2: is just a generic. And I don't think it's gender specific,
3: but you know, mm, when we be. went, we were told mm. that there was there was special nights just yeah. for men. There was a oh, that's men's right, night. the Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday yeah. night there was mm. going to
0: be boxing,
3: and there was going to be chicken wings,
0: chicken wings, chicken wings. wings. <laughs> and bacon. Yep. So and Pastor Houston was going to be there. So that was men's night. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to know. Um, right. Alpha is a seven-week course designed to create a space where people are able to conversate about life, faith, and Jesus instead of just simply converse. Yeah. So I looked it up. Yeah. Is conversate. it a real word? It is.
3: It's 200 years old. Well, nobody much uses it these days, no, do
0: they? No, no. But it uh, has been around for. Conversate? Yeah. I've never heard, I've never it never heard of it before. Yeah. Oh. So it's, it's like working from conversation and coming mm. back from it, conversate. But you could have conversate. simply said converse. So, um, Mm. yeah. So, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, conversate has the power to upset a great many people. Is it upsetting you or just intriguing you? I'm feeling deeply unsettled because I didn't know the word before. Yeah. If the hundreds of comments left by users of this dictionary under the words entry are any indication, one of the reasons it annoys people is because conversate is a back formation, a type of word made by removing a portion of an existing word such as the suffix. Thus, escalate was formed by shortening escalator. Televise comes from television, and donate was made from donation. Hmm. There are many hundreds of words in English made this way, but some people will forever look askance at words such as liaise formed by back formation from liaison. I love to liaise. There you go. Don't and you? That's, Do you like to backformate? And, and that is the sort of a conversate
4: not sure. type <laughs> of word that it's been... You for back, back... what's it called? It's back. Backforming? Uh, yeah, backformation. You're a backformation, mm. pro-backformation or no, anti-backformation? I prefer formation. to
3: be cool. progressive and right. looking forward. Yeah, so. okay. You like to lengthen words. Mm, sometimes oh, yeah, sure, But yeah. I, I think there's something to be said For economy of language as mm. well mm.
4: But um, Yeah, I decided I, I had a choice Whether I could create a fake email address mm. And a fake name and But there's nothing fake about fake, you
3: And we knew
4: Yeah, I just I, got, I've, I have a problem with mm. anything that's not
3: truthful mm-hmm. And I
4: thought No, I'm just going to go as myself And tell the truth And um, mm. Yeah, they, I mean They don't tell the truth but that doesn't mean that I need to sort of stoop down to their level and at the very least we'll see how welcoming they are to people who are are a little bit sceptical of what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, Maybe they are telling the truth. But I'm also a terrible liar as well. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my mother to thank for that Uh because every time I lied, I never got away with it, so I just at one point thought, I'm going to give up on this lying game and be, you know, speak the truth from now on. So, yeah, thanks, Mum, for being mm. so good at detecting my lies.
0: There's, there's a podcast called Oh No, Ross and Carrie, where they've um, done That's things with, them, with the Mormons and the Church of Scientology and other groups. They, they sort of join these groups and report on what happens, mm. and... They've been doing their podcasts for years and they mm. use their real names and real. Um, okay. And these groups never really latch onto them. So, because yeah. they um, don't
3: listen to podcasts. Exactly. Like this. Yeah. Exactly. It would so, be
4: interesting, uh, you know, if they're is Someone out there who's a better liar than me to mm. be able to go through the same process and see what sort
3: of um, mm. co- compare I, I think the your experience is the correct one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to really yeah. lie to get into these places, but it would be interesting
4: them. to see the difference between you know someone like a Sasha Baron Cohen, right. you know, goes mm, in yes. with full makeup and
0: you could go in in your mankini and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, see if they see if they detect <laughs>
4: the suspicious behavior. That would be How interesting? Do you know, I've got a mankini, <laughs> that would be
3: worth actually one of us going with a video <laughs> camera to record that for yeah. posterity. Yeah, yeah.
4: but um, uh, what I was pleasantly surprised by um, was that in the two emails there was no links to donate here. I thought it would be all right. about the money and right. I've been pleasantly surprised. It will be, um, eventually. On the that. website mm. there's the odd button on the odd page that says if you would mm. like to donate, click here. But, I mean, there's no more overt sort of marketing for donations than, Not, say, there would be on the Iron Fist they Velvet Glove website. Soft, they need to
0: soften you up for that. That's this. right. Yeah,
4: maybe yeah. that's what they're doing, but yeah. we'll see. Mm. But uh, I thought they'd be very forthright in, you know, right. you need to um, give to them. No, they've got to demonstrate some Because it's the value. prosperity gospel, isn't it? Yeah, and but so they've got to so by... put the proposition.
0: They have to say, you are broken, you're fallen, that's you need to right. salvation, now mm. you're going to be saved. Here's a seven-week free course of Alpha and... Half, I let's take bets. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon with by the,
2: week six or week seven, they're going to say, You know, yeah. I'm glad you've learned this much. Now, if you want to learn even more, hand over a thousand dollars and you can stay on here for a full 26 weeks. I, I reckon
0: off. by week three or four, you'll they'll be asking, we'll mm. be suggesting something else. Mm-hmm.
2: So, anyway, we'll see. Well, the alpha course, if memory serves me, it's been around forever. Now I remember when they used to do it in a church, and you'd go past your standard Protestant churches. They'd all have an Alpha course really? thing. up there. Oh, I thought yeah. it'd be
4: specific to Hillsong. I
2: don't think so. I think it's probably just. I think it's probably just um, a Protestant thing.
4: Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, have you started? Like it's a it's a seven week course. Have you done week one? No. no.
3: Right. No. <laughs> okay. But the seven week course well, is online, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. Okay. Don't forget your homework, Wally. <laughs> People It was posted. <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, language warning, dear listener, uh, on this next segment. If there's any kiddies nearby, just uh, shuffle them along a Plug
3: their ears. Mm.
0: Got some uh, new patrons and feedback. This one, dear Fist, Glove and Twelfth Man, thank you for your wonderful podcast for longer than I care to admit. I've been ignoring my guilty conscience and, in the words of Cameron Riley, have been a freeloading fucker. As an Aussie who's been living in Denmark for the last five years, your updates keep me entertained and informed on the goings-on back home. The nefarious machinations of the vile Scomo and his underlings give me no cause to regret residing in this socialist democratic <laughs> utopia. Keep up the good work, your man in Copenhagen, Wayne. Good uh, on you, Wayne. There we go, Wayne. Yep. And Steve said thanks and sent some info about atrocities in Philippines and Chris enjoyed it and referred me to Clive Hamilton's book,
3: isn't okay. Denmark supposed to be one of the sort of happiest countries in the world? Or? Uh,
2: could be. I believe it is. Mm. Could be.
3: Fin- after Finland, of mm. course. I
2: think Finland's the happiest <laughs> planet. Finland, <laughs> Finland, <laughs> Finland. <laughs> Thank
3: you. I think Finland's the
2: happiest country in the world.
3: But Denmark's always up there, isn't it? It is in, up in there, the top yeah. uh, handful. Mm.
2: Mm. Right.
0: Harper's Magazine open letter. Anybody who's sort of subscribing to the rationalist or sceptical Facebook pages or whatever would have come across this open letter that Mm. was signed by 200-odd sort of... 150 maybe. 250 personalities. um, And there's been a bit of a hullabaloo about what it said, so I thought we'd spend a little time discussing Mm. that letter. So... So it was published in Harper's Magazine and um, it talked about – it didn't use the word cancel culture, I don't think. or Maybe it did. Um, I think it did. um, So let me just find the start of it here. So let me read bits of it here. Our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. Powerful protests for racial and social justice are leading to overdue demands for police reform along with wider calls for greater equality, blah, blah, blah. But this needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and tolerance or toleration of differences in favour of ideological conformity. Um... The forces of illiberalism are gaining strength throughout the world. Um, Trying to get to the bit. The free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of a liberal society, is daily becoming more constricted. While we have come to expect this on the radical right, censoriousness is also spreading more widely in our culture. An intolerance of opposing views, a vogue for public shaming and ostracism, and the tendency to dissolve complex policy issues in a blinding moral certainty. We, as the people signing it, uphold the value of robust and even caustic counter-speech from all quarters. But it is now all too common to hear calls for swift and severe retribution in response to perceived transgressions of speech and thought. More troubling still, institutional leaders in a spirit of panicked damage control, are delivering hasty and disproportionate punishments instead of considered reforms. And i give some broad examples here. Editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Books are withdrawn for alleged inauthicity. Journalists are barred from writing on certain topics. Professors are investigated for quoting works of literature in class. A researcher is fired for circulating a peer-reviewed academic study. Uh, and the heads of organisations are ousted for what are sometimes just clumsy mistakes. Um, whatever the arguments around each particular incident, the result has been to steadily narrow the boundaries of what can be said without the threat of reprisal. So it's basically a letter complaining about cancer culture, as we know it. can not oh, culture. can culture. What nope. did I say? Cancer. Cancer. Yes. Can- thank you. Yeah. Cancer. Thank you. Cancel culture. Uh, cancel culture, the online phenomenon of boycotting public figures who say or do the wrong thing. Yeah. It was the Macquarie Dictionary's word of the year.
3: I was shocked that I didn't get a call to, to, to sign it, weren't you? Um,
0: <laughs> well, I didn't want to when I saw the list of people. Really? Stephen Pinker. But yeah. Is oh, Pinker on the list? On, no, I'm not interested. Trevor.
3: Well, here's the first
0: thing. <laughs> I've, I've listened to some left-wing podcasts and read some sort of criticisms of this letter. Uh-huh. And one of, the th- one of the main arguments from the crazy left has been how would, why would anyone sign a letter that had been signed by some of these degenerate people? Degenerate? Well.
3: What makes they, them degenerate?
0: They're, they're, basically, they're basically saying, okay, they'll say somebody like J.K. Rowling is mm. a transphobe. Right, Mm. And they're saying, why would any self-respecting person sign a letter that is also being signed by J.K. Rowling? But she's not a
3: transphobe.
0: Doesn't matter if she is. Mm. I agree with you she's not, and we'll get on to that. But one of their main arguments is it's wrong to sign a letter that is signed by distasteful people, in their opinion. But the whole point is... What does the letter say? What are the contents of the letter? That's what they're signing. That is what you are ascribing to. It shouldn't matter who else signs it. When you sign a letter that has been co-signed by two hundred people, you are not saying, I agree with everything that those two hundred people have ever done in their lives. Exactly. But this is one of the major arguments of these people on the left is is that you are somehow tainted with all of the sins of these other
3: signatories. Very tribal, isn't it? That's a symptom of the whole cancel culture, isn't it? Exactly. It's a symptom of the whole thing. You're tainted by association and any small thing you've ever done or ever said Hmm. will will, will be held against you. Yes.
0: So for an individual, anything you've done will be held against you and if you co-sign a letter that addresses specific topics, you're deemed to have gone well beyond the bounds of what the letter said and mm. to have adopted each and every sort of tenant of mm. of the various signatories. Yes. It's completely it's just madness. Yeah. And that's one of the sort of major, obviously wrong criticisms of the letter. So that's that left
3: wing nutters, can we call yeah, them? Yeah.
0: Social justice warriors who have just mm. jumped the shark. So the sort of people who signed the letter were uh, Stephen Pinker, Mm. Jonathan uh, Haight. Yep. Uh, there, there are, in fact, 152.
3: Yeah. J.K.
4: Rowling.
0: Uh,
3: Noam Chomsky. Yeah. Um, John Water. So. Winton uh, Marsalis, jazz musician. Yep. There you go. And, and there are people from opposite sides of the
0: spectrum. One. There's David Frum, who was the former speechwriter for uh, uh, one of the um, yeah, Bush presidents. Yeah. Um, no, Jordan Peterson. Ah. Uh, no, 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 he's not on it. Malcolm Gladwell? Like, Malcolm Gladwell's a really switched on
3: Is he? Have writer. you read his stuff? Because I haven't. And yeah. I had a look at his bio today. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a practising Christian. Hmm. He's pa- perhaps he's considered not... slightly conservative, I think. But... He's, he's not Jewish? Not at well. No, he's a practising Christian. He does great podcasts. Does he? Yeah. Does I does haven't he? listened to yeah. yeah. What's but, his I'm...
4: podcast called, do you Malcolm I don't, Gladwell. I don't I'm know. writing If you just down. Google
0: Malcolm Gladwell podcast, he's okay. a really good storyteller. He's considered he, he, a good writer, he really for s- sure. He seems to have a Jewish touch to me. Um, I'm really surprised he's not Jewish, but anyway. Well, there you um, go. He's, yeah. He actually, one of his podcasts, just as a real sideline, spoke <laughs> about, and, and this is not typical of his podcast, but... Um, Revisionist history. That could be it, yeah. yeah. One was about um, French fries and how the fat in french fries at mcdonald's has changed where it used to be an animal fat and now it's a vegetable fat how good the french fries used to be when they were animal fat and now they're not and he actually went to this place where they cooked in the old-fashioned way. Sounds it great. sounds banal, but
3: he's very good. Um, and in fact, the animal fat is arguably more healthy to cook in, with indeed. than vegetable fat because yeah. it doesn't um, yeah. oxidize like vegetable yeah. fat
0: does. Um, who else was in there? There was the guy who wrote the Satanic Verses was in there.
4: Yeah, Salman uh, Rushdie.
0: Yep. Yeah, Salman Rushdie, Malcolm Gladwell, um, Pinker. It's quite a diverse uh, collection of people, actually. Noam Chomsky and and. And these left wing critics that I've been reading and listening to have gone, Oh, why would you sign your name to a rabble like that? And I'm mm. thinking, Jeez, it's a pretty good.
3: Jonathan good Hyde, there, yeah. the, the, the academic. Mm. There's uh, mm-hmm. another interesting one, Sarah Hyder, who's an yes. ex Muslim yes. activist. Indeed. Yeah. But She's if you were asked to
4: sign yeah. something like that, I don't think I'd be interested in who else signed it, even if they're. You'd be looking at the letter. Who had signed that, it already. Yeah. I, I wouldn't care. I'd look would, at the letter. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. Put my signature to based on whatever words are in the Indeed. letter. Indeed.
3: Yes. Yeah. The fact that no, Noam Chomsky signed it I thought was very interesting because he's usually considered quite far left mm. in his uh, views generally. Yeah. I think
2: he's very far left on the economics. Yep.
3: But um, – And geopolitics too. Well,
2: yeah, but um, I don't think he's – Far left in this culture war thing. Obviously Mm -hmm. not,
0: because he signed this letter. Yeah, Yeah. interesting, Um, isn't it? Yep. So, okay. Criticisms of it, though. Um, I don't Um, think it was. Depending on well, cancel culture sometimes is okay. Is it? Yeah. When, depending on the circumstance.
3: When. (laughs)
4: When they're cancelling something that Trevor agrees with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it,
0: depends, it depends on the circumstances. Okay. what Here's their first example was editors are fired for running controversial pieces. Right? So that I think refers to James Bennett resigning as the New York Times opinion editor. So... He resigned as the editorial page editor of the New York Times um, after its opinion section, which he oversaw, published a much criticised op-ed by a United States senator calling for the military response to civic unrest in American cities. So, um, so in this piece that he allowed to be published, the senator said... Um, Last week, we saw a significant breakdown. No, not that bit. Um, um, The op-ed by Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican of Arkansas, had said, send in the troops as its headline. One thing above all else, we restore order to our streets, an overwhelming show of force to disperse, detain and ultimately deter lawbreakers. So that was a piece saying, send in the military and a big show of force in the opinion section of the New York Times. It's an opinion.
3: And if- shouldn't the American uh, citizens have a right to know that there are people in their government who hold such views? I mean, it's just dissemination of opinions. What, yep. Why would an editor be fired for that or be well pressured to resign? Okay. A,
0: a, a newspaper like the New York Times or a magazine can have an, uh, will have a readership that it pitches to, right? It will have, in the way that Fox News pitches to the right wing, The Guardian pitches to the left, like, um, you know, you have businesses that pitch themselves to certain segments of the community, mm. yeah? So if you've got a business that says we're aiming at left, centre-left readership, we want those readers buying our newspaper and you allow a hard right-wing opinion no. in no, no, to no, your no, newspaper, no. you arguably will lose subscriptions and your job as the opinion editor is to gain subscriptions. So, A if newspaper if
3: is not an ordinary if, business.
0: If your function... No, but a, a newspaper is about curating a set of... Articles. That's what newspapers do. Of course they do. And if you, as a curator, fall outside the boundaries of what you've been told to curate, then it's open to the owners of the business or even the other people involved in the business to say, hey, fuckwit, we're aiming at our left wing center customers. And no, you come on. have allowed this guy to shit all over it's our a magazine. General
3: news newspaper. No, it's not no, like no. no you there's know, no whole, such thing as a not general. It's like a magazine newspaper. for Holden V8 owners. It's, it's,
0: you know, it's there's no not, such thing as a general
3: news newspaper. No, there is. No, there's not. Of course, there is. They
0: pitch to an
3: audience. There should be. There's no, no there's look, <laughs> If you accept that newspapers should be only you know curating their news for a specific sec- segment of the population then we're going down that road to division into so many, you know, isolated, you know, caps. It's a terrible idea. They should be pitching the news to the whole population. Absolutely. I don't think Trevor's saying that they should be. He's saying that they do. They yeah, well, are, I'm, they they I'm, I'm saying that... They've made a commercial decision. Mm. I'm saying that such commercial decisions are not in the public interest and they should be trying to broaden their appeal.
4: Yeah, but you're arguing two different topics, I think. We might be. Mm. We
3: often are.
0: <laughs> but but I'm saying it's legitimate for an organisation... Come on, Scott, to say, you're the referee. Come to in ...to, to say we've got, we've got a particular um, bent,
3: our particular focus... And what and, is it? The New York and, Times? and Yes. That's and, a really major newspaper. They, they're not going and, to be aiming and, for a specifically only and, left-wing audience. Surely. Uh, uh, the, 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 have you new, read it lately? The, the, the new <laughs> I know that they're, they lean left. I understand that. but except, why... on, except on foreign policy
0: in Latin America, in which case there's oh. never been a foreign intervention that the New York Times did not approve. Oh. That's a completely <laughs> different... That's dead serious. Oh. When yeah. it comes to Latin America, they're incredibly... Um, hawkish, hawkish yes mm. so it's um what a great word so there you go it's it's not like it's the abc or the bbc where you have to buy you know mm. you're a public property that you're uh having to you know yes, if it but was if the abc i would agree
3: with you but if it's a private if you were running, running say the sydney morning herald mm. would you be saying oh let's let's be careful we don't Print anything in the uh, opinion pages that might offend our left-wing readers. You wouldn't do that, would look, you? Look, I, if I wouldn't, if I was running the Sydney
0: Morning Herald and somebody had an article about how trickle-down economics worked wonderfully,
1: yeah.
0: and it was in and, the and, opinion and they, section, uh, yeah, I would say fuck off.
3: Really? Would, yeah. Oh come on! I, I would.
0: I'd say fuck off. I don't no, need that weird. bullshit here. I oh, don't need your lies on. and disinformation. And look, and so, uh,
3: yeah, I would. People need to know what the people they disagree with are thinking. You know, that's part of the beauty of freedom of speech. This is the whole point. Well, why wouldn't the newspaper publisher want to give them a variety of opinions so that they can then form a, a balanced, informed? You know, See, this
0: is the whole argument where, like, the insiders invites the right wing on all the time, and it's they like, don't invite the right like, wing all the time. We know what the right wing opinion is. We don't need more but of it. They've got their patch. Their views are out there. We don't need to provide another forum for these Look, nutcases. You keep claiming that so,
3: Insiders is an ABC program, therefore should only employ ABC journalists. That was never the intention of Insiders. Insiders was always intended to draw on. The, the the insights of the can, the Canberra Press Gallery and the people all over Australia who are observing politics. That's what it was always supposed to be about. It was never supposed to be just ABC journalists. Scott and was break this deadlock. We're getting bogged down. I
0: Let's
2: think, move on. I think you're both right. I mean, I can understand what Paul's trying to say. So he's, he's trying to say you should have a broad, you should have a broad appeal for your broadsheets. However, I think Trevor's being very realistic. But he's they're saying they're not right wing. Trevor's being very realistic. He's saying that you've got a, you know, the New York Times pitches to the left so you can then understand that this guy got in trouble by having a, an opinion piece that was written by a right winger. One more,
0: more example. example of cancel culture mm. is Falau. We disagree on this one, I know. <laughs> but I made the point mm. that Israel was paid a lot of money mm-hmm. to just...
3: Shut uh, his, mouth his mouth and play football. Shut his mouth yeah. and play
0: football. And Israel, if you can do that, here's a bunch <laughs> of money. If you can't do that, if you've got to open your mouth and say things are going to piss people off, yeah. whether you're right or wrong, we don't care, mm. Mm. you'll devalue yourself and we can't pay you this money. Mm. So he got cancelled by the cancel culture and that was an example where I was okay with the cancel culture saying, I'm not going to the union anymore to watch if that Israel
4: Folau there. So, mm. so here's I my... think he was employed to do two things, Trevor. Yeah, play football and not be a dick.
0: Yeah, he couldn't do the second part. <laughs> yeah. So here is my point. Just on the letter from this open letter, where it said, um, "Editors are fired for running controversial pieces." As its first example, I think they should have been more specific about what they're talking about, and, and sometimes maybe it's okay. Cancel culture. Like, here's the thing: they didn't go into the the nuts and bolts of why. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just gave some vague examples here. Books are withdrawn for alleged inauthenticity. That would to be to do with um, cultural appropriation. So we can agree. Any case of cultural appropriation, I think um, <clears throat> mm. we have a diff. We don't agree with canceling for cultural appropriation. No, well I don't anyway. Uh, journalists are barred from writing on cer- certain topics. Well, I don't know what that is about. And there was uh, one magazine which was sort of a sports magazine which was kind of dipping into current affairs and the editors said to the sports writers, just write about sports. We're mm. a sports magazine. We don't want any more current affairs. Mm. Um, in a certain circumstance, it could be okay to say to a journalist, "You're barred from writing on certain topics because we're a fucking sports magazine, and I don't want to know about uh, mm.
3: current affairs." Like, but, but that's so, not that's not counselling
0: people. No, no, but that's, these, but that's they managerial. Gave them, but they gave guidance. an example mm. of journalists are barred from writing on certain topics. Well, in cert, depending on the circumstances, that might be okay.
3: But in cancel culture, they don't just get told by their editor, don't write about that. Mm. They are supposed to lose their job. This is what cancel culture does. It's Mm. activists jumping up and down until the the writer loses their job. That's that's the problem. Well, I'm just saying... And not only writers but academics. And I have a good example here. There's an academic called uh, David Starkey. You may be aware of him. He's a historian. You know, he specialises in some particular era in English history. And he has uh, positions at uh, at various universities in England. And he made a bit of a slip up uh, the other day verbally in an interview and he said, do you want me to read it? He said, "Slavery, slavery was not genocide, okay, and there was a bit more to it. And there was a big hullabaloo and now the universities, most of them are Basically, cutting their links to him um, and withdrawing whatever honors that they've extended to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's an article in uh, spiked, in fact, and it gives it gives a, makes a comparison with a fellow called Blunt, I think, who was an academic and he worked for MI five during World War Two, and he was a double agent working for the S- Soviet Union, passing on. Um, military secrets to the soviets possibly resulting in agents being murdered you know Mm -hmm. and possibly quite a lot of them he was never never had his honors or his links to the universities where he where he worked withdrawn they were Mm -hmm. it, it just didn't happen Right. So this is a recent development where universities, because they, they said, no, he, he, we, we extended these honours to him for his academic prowess and work, mm. not because of his because we thought uh, he was a nice disloyalty, not because he was a, he was a bastard or because mm. he was a nice bloke that, that we thought he was. Mm-hmm. So even after they found out he was a double agent and he was actually damaging the interests of the United Kingdom, mm. They, they didn't do anything to his academic honours. They mm. did absolutely nothing. Mm. And that is the appropriate response of a university of higher learning. Yeah. I mean, it's not their job to judge the morals or the opinions of the academics. They're okay. there to do academic work. Can I give you another example it. of cancel mm-hmm.
0: culture that might have been okay? Um, what's his name? The, the broadcaster, um, Alan Jones. Mm. So what people did was say to the advertisers on his program, mm. we don't like this guy, you're advertising on his show, mm. we're boycotting your products. Kind of a cancel culture sort of thing.
2: I disagree. I think it's, a, not. Boycott. No, it's, it's a boycott. It's a boycott, which boycott, is a very different thing.
0: Not a, cance- not a cancelling no. of... No, of, I don't uh, think so. No, no. What did we I, say think what we're seeing, I think
4: what we're seeing with cancel culture is a vocal minority have an exorbitant amount of power. Like in that instance where the op-ed in the New York Times, if the majority of the New York Times readership or a substantial majority of the New York Times readership were offended by that op-ed and they were, you know, threatening to boycott their subscriptions to the New York Times, well, then that editor should be stood down, but if it's a handful of people making a shitload of noise, An just unrepresentative ignore them.
0: representative handful, yes. yeah. yeah,
4: and I think that's that's mm. what we're seeing in cancel mm. culture. It's, it's a very, mm. very vocal minority. And the other and part of it the is... The best way to deal sorry. with them, I think, is just to ignore them.
3: Mm. The other side of it is uh, they're enlisting... Uh, The fears of of commercial companies who don't want to lose customers, you know. Mm. So they are, Mm. you know, sort of bending over backwards not to offend anyone, aren't they?
4: Mm. But it's also this thing creeping into our culture where we're quick to criticise but we don't praise. Hardly ever. And I think the criticism has no weight unless there is some praise.
3: You don't think we praise, really?
4: No, like... If you get bad service at a restaurant or something like that, you think, oh, I'll give them a one-star rating on, you know, whatever app, Google Mm, or whatever. If they're great, you say, well, they should have been anyway. But But if you go to a restaurant, and I find myself falling into this trap, if you go to a restaurant and you get really great service, you don't worry about writing a good review. You'll leave them a tip. I hate tips.
3: Okay, I'm sorry. Totally Speaking, against. Tips,
0: Speaking of which, we it, haven't had a positive review on this podcast in iTunes for over. <laughs> We've had one in the last eighteen months. So, you know, just to back up what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
4: But I think it's important to because you've got to force yourself to be pro stuff and not anti stuff mm. all the time. Um, and yeah, I just encourage I, everyone I, to.
3: I don't know whether I completely agree about your statement that they don't praise anyone. I think there's an. Sometimes an excessive praise, you know, like Stephen Pinker. No, <laughs> not from you. No, I mean the the way you know every. For example, in, during the pandemic, um, the 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 politicians, you know, oh, the yeah. talking heads, they they go out of their way to praise the first responders or the firefighters or the nurses. They sometimes go a little bit over the top, in my opinion, in terms of their fulsome praise of people who are just doing their jobs after all, you know. It's
4: mm. a good point. I'm with you on that, yeah. Mm. Hey,
3: um, just before we
0: leave or we'll move on a little bit on this one, uh, so cancel culture was the uh, word of the year in what 2019. It? It's two words, actually. Yeah, mm.
4: according to Macquarie Dictionary. We're, well, we'll hyphen, I'm going to complain. Hyphenate yeah,
0: that's them. it. <laughs>
4: um, and I'm just, going to compl- try and cancel the Oxford Dictionary. That's it, yeah. They've given word of the year to... Something that's obviously two
0: words, previous and I'm offended. Previous words of the year. Um, we did milkshake duck previously, yeah. Um, and that's three words. I've got it. I know the other one fake news. No, it's not in this one. This is the Macquarie dictionary, so this is Aussie. Um, have you heard of anecdata? A N E C D A T D A T A anecdata information presented as if it were based on systematic research. But that is actually based on personal observation or experience. Mm. An anecdote. Like, oh, it's a good word. Isn't anecdata. It? Mm. Mm. I'd like an example of that. Taking anecdotes and pretending that it's presenting it as data when it's really just a series of anecdotes. Mm. Anecdata. Clean skin, someone without
4: any tattoos.
3: <laughs> really? Mm. I Are thought weird? it was a bottle of wine. It is too. Ane- uh,
4: anecdata is an oxymoron, isn't it? Uh, you, can't, well, you can't have data and an anecdote and compare. Maybe that's, that's pre- the point. Maybe
3: that's the point of the words to be yeah. data. It's uh, yes. ironic.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, health washing: the marketing practice of presenting a food brand or product as being more nutritious or wholesome than it actually is. Health
3: washing. I haven't heard that word before. So really. it'd be like you know, you see those advertisements
0: mm. for Swiss vitamins and yeah. you know celebrities are always promoting that. Yeah. Well
3: Swiss is a brand name, so mm. we, we better be careful what we say. But yeah. you're right. And it seems to play on the image that we would have here in Australia mm. of Swiss Switzerland as this beautiful green mountainous mm. country with, you know, green valleys and dales and lots of happy looking milk cows and, and trustworthy sort of Northern Europeans, yeah, dependable Swiss people who make watches and you know have keep... little knives, yeah, in their pockets. If I was to, it's des- all
0: wholesome, isn't if it? If I was to, to describe somebody as thick, T H I C C, what would you think that oh, means? I'm, I'm up on this
4: one. Oh, yeah. What does it mean, was? It's uh, it's usually referred to a lady, mm-hmm. and she's thick. Mm-hmm. And it means that she's got a nice bum. She's got a lot of junk in the trunk.
0: <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's curvaceous or voluptuous. Yeah. I think you're on the right. So I'm all over that. You are. Well, That's was. my area of yeah, specialty. That, <laughs> that is a worry. <laughs> I'm and, a uh, bit of a
4: student of that.
0: And um, <clears throat> cheese slaw?
2: Cheese slaw. Couldn't tell you.
0: Coleslaw, to which grated cheese has been added. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. um, and, yeah, those are the main ones from the words of the year previously
4: I liked milkshake duck though. yeah milkshake duck was a good one mm. if you're
0: not sure what that means dear listener let's go back to a previous, previous episode, episode just, <laughs> just google or do a search on our website for
4: milkshake duck I haven't spoken about penises for a while no it's been, the, a, yeah, it's, it's been a while need to table something on the agenda next week <laughs> yeah, need to
0: Possibly. Need to table some penises next week <laughs> um, we need to talk
3: about penises let me see <laughs> it's a bit cold um, there, there was an attempt
0: to sorry do you want to go
3: I saw a, 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 a penis. An, an illustration, <laughs> allegedly from a um, a pub or something, you know, or a, a you know some sort of uh, hospitality venue, and they were they had requirements, dress requirements, and one of them was that you wear a mask, mm. and they made it clear that if you didn't meet, you know, satisfy all these requirements, you would not be admitted to the place. But they had this illustration. And they had one picture was a picture of, of a, um, a person with a mask on, but they had the mask on below their nose. So their <laughs> yeah. nose was hanging over the top, right? And they were saying, this is not how you wear a mask. And they were saying, it would be like if you were wearing Speedos <laughs> yeah. with your penis, ha- dr- you know, hanging over the top of your Speedos. And they had another illustration of a guy wearing Speedos with his penis hanging out. Yeah. I mean... Anyway, communicate the point something effectively. About, something about penises, Warren. Good there it is.
0: good. Yeah, regretting it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of penises, Stephen Pinker. Um, <laughs> there was an attempt to to cancel Stephen Pinker. Indeed, um, were you were you in on that, Trevor? No. Did, you, did you start that? No, I didn't. <laughs> so, okay, I'm on the side of of the Pinker Pinker files on this one. Good on um, you. So. Basically, the linguistics community. So Stephen Pinker's first area of expertise is linguistics, mm. and
4: like uh, Noam Chomsky, yes, that's right. indeed. Yeah.
0: Um, and six hundred people signed a document asking for Stephen Pinker to be stripped from his role as distinguished academic fellow and media expert. With the Linguistic Society of America. It's mad, isn't it? And the reason why is because of the very first... They had about six reasons. The first one, so presumably their best reason, was that he tweeted, in relation to Black Lives Matter, (laughs) data. A fact. Police don't shoot blacks disproportionately. Problem. Not race, but too many police shootings. Um, And then there was a link to an article. So, um, And the article contains the line, the data is unequivocal. Police killings are a race problem. Um, Police killings are a race problem. African-Americans are being killed disproportionately and by a wide margin, but this ignores the rest of the piece, which digs into that disparity to see why it exists. And the article points out that the disparity in police shootings is roughly the same as the disparity in arrests, Meaning that while well, blacks are killed disproportionately relative to their share of the population, they are not killed disproportionately relatively to how often they come into contact with police. That's so, what we said on this show. Yeah, wasn't it? Been, exactly.
4: So they, have they tried to cancel us?
0: And um, not so,
2: we're not well known enough. Yeah,
0: um, Jimmy. I tried to get hold of Jimmy in the chat room. If you don't have the app, I don't know what to do. It's a Zoom meeting, Jimmy. If you can, if you can. Send me a message in the chat if you manage to get on. Okay. Um, uh, I'm sorry, distracted by that. One of the other things about this whole cancer culture thing is people have talked about J.K. Rowling as being a transphobe. Have you got any thoughts on J.K. (laughs) Rowling as a transphobe?
2: No, she's not a transphobe. All she did was she said that, you know... You're born male or female. That's all. Now, she did not go into... uh, I think she did go into some of the things about the guys being able to use the ladies' room and all that sort of thing. Which, you know, my way of thinking is if someone's going down that road anyway, they're obviously not interested in ladies anymore. They're interested in men. So, you know, that's a little bit of a redundant argument. However, that's what she's been crucified for, was she'd said that she'd said something like that and she's being you now pulled apart and being called a, a transphobe. She, she challenged I,
3: the dogma. Exactly. That you, you know, you are what you say you are in exactly. terms of your sex. Mm-hmm. She just challenged that. And, in fact, she made the point that in the UK now, all you have to do is apply for a document saying that you've changed your sex. You don't have to... Have any hormone therapy, physical operations, anything? You just have to say, "No, I, this is this is what I am now," and the, some government department will issue you with a document to that oh. effect, mm. and so you can then legally be admitted to a, um, you know, a toilet or a change room or whatever you want. Mm. A, you know, that is single sex.
0: So there's a lady called Maya Forstater who was sacked from her job because she had tweeted stuff where Mm. she was basically challenging that. And I've got links to it, dear listener, and if you've got the time, look at the show notes and read it because Maya Forstater is obviously a really intelligent woman who writes really well and she's basically giving a very um, rational, objective analysis of why she thinks the way that she does and... Now, you could disagree with her and say other things, but you have to accept that she comes at it from an honest position and, and intellectually a very strong position. And she basically said, look, in normal circumstances of human interaction, I'll call a trans person by their preferred pronoun and name. You know, I'm not looking to create offence, but I'm simply pointing out that it does have issues, this whole thing. Like it was a really reasonable sort of approach, and J.K. Rowling has said similar things. And J.K. Rowling, I've got a link to an article, and as you'd expect, J.K. Rowling writes really well—very well, doesn't really she? Really well. Yeah. It's just a pleasure to read. I thought the same. Her stuff yeah. very analytical. She's obviously done a lot of research. She's not just some nutbag. Who's just sat back and gone, oh, I don't think trans no. people should be allowed in toilets. Like, mm. it's, it's, and, and her near... publishing
3: success is not a fluke no, either. It's, She's a very good writer. Yeah,
0: it's nowhere near as, as simple and rough and whatever as it's made out mm. to be. It's a very nuanced and intelligent and thoughtful analysis of the problems. And um, she actually, JK Rowling and hers, talks about fears about coercion of young people mm. who maybe are gay and are being coerced into gender reassignment and again you can argue the statistics and whether that's true or not but you have to accept that she's come at it with a legitimate argument mm. and thoughtful and theres no well mal- meaning. yeah no malice or whatever and just is looking for discussion and debate and these people just want to say nope You've offended the trans people by mm. suggesting that uh, mm. this man is now not a woman,
4: and you're cancelled. And yeah. um, but she started to get in mm. trouble the moment that she mm. liked one of that woman's that, that Maya post. Four stars. That's all she had to do yes. was just like one of them yeah. posts, and she knew and, she was going to. And she upset. Yes, the
3: she also mentioned that woke. perhaps the like was a mistake on her part. You know, like when you're playing around, we've all done it. Yeah. And you're looking for the button that you want to press and you yeah, press absolutely. the wrong one. Yeah. And then, you know, it comes up as a like and you're like, oh, that's okay, I don't, you know, it's no biggie. And yeah. you just leave it. And she said she, in fact, was trying to do something else. And yeah, she, she's trying to do a screenshot. and, and she, accident That's accident. right. She yeah. was trying to do a screenshot and she hit the like button instead mm. by mistake. And mm. for that, she was, uh, she was attacked. Yeah. yeah. Well,
4: they, they, some of them would argue that, it doesn't matter what your intention is or your intent is. It's whether they were offended or not Correct. by yes. that particular yes. action, yeah, which I counts. Guess. And I think intention is everything,
3: almost. It's certainly important.
4: Yeah, it's very important. And I would say the important. same
3: for Israel Folau. His intention was not malicious.
4: Let's not start on Israel with Folau again. Let's not go back <laughs> to Israel.
3: Well, it's, it's relevant because... You yeah, know, it is relevant. His intention was not to damage people. His intention was to mm-hmm. help people be saved by Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have ill intent at all mm-hmm. in what he did.
4: But the, um, the social justice warrior movement, that's the sort of crossover with religion, isn't it? It's heresy to disagree yeah. with anything yeah. and say certain things. Yeah. You're people a have
3: likened it to a, a religious cult, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit on what J.K.
0: Rowling said, which I thought was interesting. It's just a small piece of what she said. Um, um,
4: but while you're finding that, yep. I think um, the Rationalist Society summed up the Pinker situation fairly well when they said, but perhaps the target of this call was not Pinker himself, but the unknown academic the young linguist, the graduate student, who might dare to raise their head above the parapet defined by the Stalinist cancel culturalists. Mm. And I think they're right. Mm. I don't think they ever intended to cancel Stephen Pinker. Yep. It was...
0: A warning to others. It was a warning to others
4: mm. who were on their way to being the next Pinker. It was, it was a, a message to them to say, you just be careful about what you say because... We'll take you down.
3: Mm. Mm. Well, Pinker is such a well-established and successful academic and writer that he could get by, you know, financially, even if, you know, nobody would ever agree to publish another of his books, mm. you know what I mean? And the mm. same with J.K. Rowling. She's incredibly wealthy. And Yeah. Uh, somebody in print made the the point that the left used to be, on the side of the working people used to be fighting for people to 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 have a job and to keep their job and now they're acting as if anybody should lose their job if they offend you know the left uh, dogma you know mm. Mm. the left ideology i should say mm. so they're no longer on the side of working people they they want to take people's jobs away if they if they don't toe the line ideologically mm. true
0: Uh, Just getting back to Rowling here, she said at one point, I'm concerned about the huge explosion in young women wishing to transition and also about the increasing numbers who seem to be de-transitioning, returning to their original sex, because they regret taking steps that have, in some cases, altered their bodies irrevocably and taken away their fertility. Some say they decided to transition after realising they were same-sex attracted and that transitioning was partly driven by homophobia either in society or in their families. Most people probably aren't aware. I certainly wasn't until I started researching this issue properly. That 10 years ago, the majority of people wanting to transition to the opposite sex were male. The ratio has now reversed. Mm. The UK has experienced a 4,400% increase in girls being referred for transitioning treatment. Autistic girls are hugely overrepresented in their numbers. The same phenomenon can be seen in the US, Um, blah, blah, blah. And um, I want to be very clear here. I know transition will be a solution for some gender dysphoric people. Although I'm also aware, through extensive research, that studies have consistently shown that between 60 to 90% of gender dysphoric teens will grow out of their dysphoria. And she goes on with other examples. Mm. Like she's very reasoned and well very, read on it, and I agree. it's ridiculous to cancel her as a transphobe. She's, she's just addressing
4: concerns
0: about issues, and yeah. So. They love
4: a label, don't mm. they? I but this, to label you, yeah.
3: This this idea of being a, of being phobic, you know, like transphobic, Islamophobic, whatever, you know, it's. Mm. It's meant to, as, a, as an attack on a person, isn't mm. it?
0: Phobia is a fear. Yeah. Mm. Jimmy in the chat room, you've got the app. Okay. On the screen, Jimmy, above um, Scott's head is the meeting ID and the password. So that's what you use with the Zoom app to join us, Jimmy, and tell us what this bus is that you were talking about earlier. So <laughs> oh. do that and in the comments tell me when you're in the, in the waiting room and I'll try and get you on here, Jimmy. Right. Um, while we're waiting for Jimmy um, ASIO Is just getting more and more Powers And
2: yeah, How
0: do you get more powers for your secret police? You beat up about Terrorism Terrorism and danger And say we need all these powers So give them to us while you're all scared mm. And um, The uh, Well there was a Somebody from one of the legal groups um, said, you know, these sorts of laws that you're getting here, the ability to question people when they're 14, take them away for questioning, hold them without a lawyer for a couple of days is something like you'd see in China. And Mm. ASIO boss Mike Burgess said, I'm offended by that. (laughs) That was his response, was I'm offended
1: Yeah.
3: Tell him
4: he's offended. Decide and not to, not to be. it out his ass. Yeah.
3: <sighs> decide not to be offended. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, can I just yeah. interrupt? Is your screen clear? Is my screen clear? It looks I, like- I just want to make sure because mine is really blurry and i'm just wondering if yeah, not the same for you i think it should be clear tell it me in the chat room clear. if there's
0: any issues with our video stream but it looks like it's it should it's be a, nice it's and normal clear normal on yours that's hopefully good. it's it's normal
3: it was normal on mine at the beginning but it right. it went fuzzy and i can't figure out why
0: right
3: okay how many beers have you had paul
0: just, just trying one. to see just one. if oh, um, of that then. <laughs> okay and Zach says it's nice and normal so that's good mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to see if jimmy appears in this um green room that's with the zoom thing hopefully he appears there soon just um on a fence i've got a book which well actually no, let's quickly that talk. offended you no it's a book on a fence by richard king oh. and um Here's an interesting example he gives is if I punch you in the face and break your nose, your broken nose is an objective fact. But if I say I don't like your face, your feelings of hurt will be peculiar to you if they exist at all. This element of subjectivity is inherent in the notion of offence. So this is the difference between objective... Facts and subjective opinion. So we can all look at a broken nose under an x ray and say, that objectively is a broken nose. Yeah. Mm. But when I say, Paul, you've got an ugly face, we don't know whether you are offended or not because it's purely subjective. You might, could be, could be not. It's that's subjective. It depends on the recipient and their reaction to it. So this is one of the difficulties where you, in the cancel culture and all the rest of it, are saying you can't say that about somebody because they'll be offended. Well, maybe they won't and maybe they will. Mm. And do we really want to be passing laws where maybe somebody's not feeling that or maybe they are? And in any event, even if they are, Mm. If what you're saying is a legitimate debate, like J.K. Rowling, talking about the various trans issues and her concerns with them, some trans people will be offended and you will know there will be some who will go, oh, that's just disrespecting my right to be a man now. Mm. You, but at the end of the day, if you can't discuss these issues, then civilization heads down a dark, terrible hole. Very. Yeah, So yeah. Um, Jimmy in the chat room Come on, Jimmy You're there trying to work it out I can't see you in this chat room thing, Jimmy But maybe you are there The dictionary definition
4: of offence is Annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult To or disregard for oneself
3: Right. The key word being perceived Perceived
4: Annoyance Mm. Mm. Um, How How do you know if you... Going to an, yeah, as as you were saying, how do you know if you're going to annoy somebody? Sometimes until, gonna, until it's out there. Yeah. Sometimes so, you get a
0: pretty good at guess, but Yeah, I mean you can sure.
4: say certain things that would be welcomed by some people mm. but would cause annoyance in some other people. Some people
0: you've got to tiptoe around, some people you can be straight up with. Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm just thinking like in if uh, in, a, in a situation where you were trying to put the moves on a member of the opposite sex. If it was mm. an unwelcome advance, mm. you would offend them. Mm. But maybe it wouldn't and mm. they'd welcome that advance mm. and you don't actually know until you've made that advance,
3: do you? Fraught so, with, with
0: danger, <laughs> <So, laughs> Sure. So is. what do you do?
3: Don't go there. <laughs> That's what I've decided. <laughs> Be celibate. Yeah. Mm. Be a, Sit in the corner. Become an and incel. Drink. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's a safe option, definitely. Yeah. Be gay. <laughs> Sam Harris. Um, yeah. Hopes. You guys don't get annoyed as much, no, we do. does the
3: same thing not happen with gay interaction? No, it doesn't mm. at all. Mm. No. So if you, for, for just as an example, you were hitting on a guy in a bar, and and. He didn't like you. Didn't like the look of you. He wouldn't say, "I'm offended that you find me attractive."
2: No, he wouldn't. He'd probably just say, "Look, sorry, you're not my
3: type." You'd mm. Mm. move on, and that's what women should say. Mm. For goodness' sake, ah, I appreciate your yeah. your interest, but you're not my type. It's wouldn't a you it's think? a dead thing on your face
0: that's just putting <laughs> exactly, me off. Oh my God, does man. that offend part, you? Part of our, part of our problem is that as Australians, I think more than some other cultures like Americans, we would be more ready to say things and not worry about the offence, I would have thought,
3: than some, like, uh, than yeah, the American you culture <laughs> would in be. A, Which we might say to friends. Yeah.
0: We certainly have a, a propensity to rubbish our friends and tease them mm. with insults yeah. or digs that mm. other... Other cultures, particularly I think Americans. And that's wouldn't. a good thing. Yes. And that's But sort I think of the trend
4: is mm. towards the American way, towards the.
3: Yes. We're importing some taking. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just Some start. of that sensitivity. But yeah. they have, I mean, they have a, tr- a tradition which they call a roast, you know, where everybody sort of piles on one person and tries to think of funny things to say about them, don't yes, they? Yes. That's true. Roasting a celebrity. That's true.
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: So we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't depict our American cousins as totally humorous. Of course they're not. But uh, mm. it's just a different yeah. style of um, taking the piss out of each other perhaps.
0: Yeah. So like my comment about the dead thing, and well Landon's yeah. comment oh, and my yeah, comment yeah, would not probably happen on an American podcast. Do you think? Less likely
4: to. Is Less what likely to. Yeah. But I think so. that comes back to a point I made earlier in that <clears throat> you wouldn't say that to a complete stranger. No. You have to develop a rapport yeah. with and, them and you have to balance that out yeah. with some compliments. And and when you, you can't get to just, the
0: point of doing it, that actually signals we're actually mates now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, Certainly in it's, Australia. It's yes. building yes. that social bond. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're now so... We're friendly enough that I can actually
4: insult you. Yeah, but if you did nothing yeah. but insult, Scott, yes. that would be an issue. But, yes. you know... Yep. You say some nice things about him as it's well. Probably why
0: Stephen Pinker and I could never be friends.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> He'd if be did
0: devastated but, if about you, that. If you did nothing but insult me, it all end up dead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, um, Sam Harris um, put a thing on his Facebook page saying, "Your capacity to be offended isn't something that I or anyone else needs to respect. Your capacity to be offended isn't something that you should respect." perhaps more than any other property of your mind, this feeling can mislead you. you kind of along the lines of what we're talking about. Mm. And if you go into the comments section of his Facebook page on that post, instead of the we love you Sam comments, Mm. it's riddled with, Sam Harris is in the top three of the most articulate people speaking in a generation. However, these excerpts lack a certain panache that so adorns his words when being spoken and heard. Or... Um, public intellectuals are like restaurants. Sam's place is still good, but there are just better places to eat at the moment. Really? Losing me a bit here. And I'm congenial to your podcast and waking up app, but you are dead wrong about this one, Sam. I think oh. you need to re-examine your assumptions about human subjectivity and nature. And... Sam Harris, you're a damn disappointment. I always found you to be the weakest compared to Dawkins and Hitchens, but, man, have you gotten shittier. So, so there's no counter-arguments there, is there? There's no. just personal
3: attacks. That's all it exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. Yes. yes.
4: You're, no addressing the issue. You're damn wrong, but I'm not going to tell you why yeah. you're damn wrong. I'm just going to say you're damn you know, wrong. Part
3: of what I dislike about these, these um, leftist ideologues is they're so damn sure that they're right? You know, uh, I mean, something not like, like us. <laughs> <laughs> you know anyone? But like we're that? not, but we're not <laughs> Trevor. We're not Trevor. We're we're we, open to we, engaging we, we, in we, uh, a conversation yeah, and yeah. disagree. We agree, disagree, and we could Absolutely. be Absolutely, right, yes. no, I. I mean, I don't know about you, Trevor. Yes. I, I am not yes. 100% damn sure I'm right about everything at all, you know. I agree. And I, I don't I, think I, I you don't, are either. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think
4: just, we, we argue in an attempt to seek the truth. Yeah. They argue in an attempt to say, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. And... Which is just, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not in, I don't want to get involved in arguments like that.
3: Yeah. But well, that's the problem. Trying to have a conversation with someone who holds such views yeah. mm. is that they are, you know, unassailably. Yeah, right just walk away yeah. about everything.
0: Well, this book uh, on offense by Richard King. The best line to come out of it is uh, the claim to find something offensive should be the beginning of the debate, not the end of it.
1: Mm.
2: Great.
0: Mm. Is good.
2: Mm. Very true.
0: Right, still waiting for Jimmy. Jimmy, I don't know what you're doing, but I can't see you, Jimmy, in the green room, in the waiting room on this Zoom thing. If you're still trying, keep trying. Um, Are you there, Jimmy, somewhere? Should I be seeing you? Um, Now, just quickly, um, essential report. What do you reckon Scott Morrison's approve? Do you approve or disapprove of the job Scott Morrison is doing as Prime Minister? What is his current approval rating? See, at least I've got the question was.
2: <laughs> I think his current approval rating would be sixty two percent.
4: Um I'm gonna go a bit higher, I'll go sixty four percent. Do we go in the middle?
0: Do you wanna sixty do you wanna go in the middle? No. Do I do want 63? <laughs> sixty three? Can I say sixty three? Sixty three.
3: Thanks for the tip.
0: Trevor, but yeah. uh, preferred prime minister Scott Morrison on fifty percent, Anthony Albanese on twenty seven, and Don't knows on twenty three. Fifty
4: to twenty seven. Yeah, I preferred prime minister. You know my theory on it, don't you? No. Preferred prime minister is more, is more important. Yes. That um, if you go back through the history, right? Whichever party has right. won over the last thirty years has always had good polls in terms of preferred Prime Minister. And that was mm. true with the last election as Absolutely. well. Scott Morrison was always a preferred Prime Minister. Yeah. But... Um, the par- his party wasn't preferred. His party wasn't preferred. And that was, that was a shock result. And they mm. said, oh, the polls got it wrong. Mm. But if you look at preferred Prime Minister, because Australians vote like we're voting someone out of the Big Brother house. Right. It's mm. all about personality. It's mm. not about policy. Exactly. And we're voting for our next Prime Minister. We're not voting... We're voting for the person we would most likely have around for a barbecue. And we might not like either of them, but given the choice, God, I'd probably have Scott Morrison around for a barbecue before I had Bill Shorten. So I'm not surprised that he won. Really? I I I would too because I want to challenge him.
3: (laughs) 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 I'd have Scott Morrison's (laughs) just so that I could challenge him over the bloody Sky Fairy nonsense. All right, okay.
2: No, I would, I would prefer to. I would have preferred to have shortened over a Shorten over a Morrison round for a barbecue. But this time round, I would have preferred to have Morrison over over Albanese. Yeah, why? Albanese is as inspiring as a dishcloth. He's <laughs> <laughs> it just hasn't taken the fight up to them.
0: No, he hasn't. He just yeah. haven't
3: seen the right dishcloths <laughs> in <my>
0: life. <laughs> just refusing to engage. Now. Um, They've asked a question here, how would you rate your state government's response to the COVID-19 outbreak? Terrible. And they've gone back through to April. And when you look at it, uh, New South Wales and, and Queensland have consistently been in the 60%, and Victoria was consistently in the 70% in mm. terms of approval of the state government response. But on the last, But on the last, on the last one... Thirteenth of July, Victoria dropped to forty nine percent. Wow, that's a big drop. Yeah, seventy from, to forty nine. From, from uh, in one month, it dropped from seventy five percent to forty nine percent. So, um, in terms of the rating of the state government's
4: response, so but their response has been hasn't really changed, has it? The results have changed, but the re- the response hasn't really changed.
0: Well, I guess what they're saying is you shouldn't have hired private security guards in those buildings, because it seems that most of the other states had police doing it, but then they probably had less need than, Vic- I suspect, Victoria...
4: Do you think it's all around the security saying, guards? I think yeah. they're just yep. basing it on the, yep. perf- the performance, the results, not right. their actual response. They're, right. not, they're not answering the question directly because their strategy hasn't changed. They're still very hard on lockdown. Right. Right. And they think lockdown is the way to, um, to beat it. We can talk about lockdown another time. Um, oh, I can't, I can't wait.
0: Right. Uh, Jimmy's tried everything he can and now, Jimmy, I'm going to try... Uh, I was going to try Skype, Jimmy, and now it needs to update. I don't think I could Jimmy, we'll have to try another time. <laughs> um, just before we go, um, we finally, dear listener, you'll be pleased to know, reached agreement on whether Scott Morrison... Uh,
2: did actually wanted weapons, weapons
0: inspector powers, so I managed to find a transcript of an interview and I think we've reached agreement that, in fact, he did call for weapons inspector-like powers. So we're all on agreement on that one at least. So, um, and anything else that anybody wanted to, to sort of um, do? No? We're all good? Cheers. No, I'm good.
3: close with a prayer for, um, <laughs> for Waz's um, yeah, safe passage through Hillsong? Do yes. you know any? Good luck on that there one. probably was. is one, but no, I don't know any. I will no.
4: in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, well, good. I'll right. have a few up my sleeve, I'm Excellent. sure. Excellent. Yep. And Jesus in my heart. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonder what that feels like.
3: Ooh. Uh, like a lump in your chest? I
4: wonder yeah. if it'll help me... With my athletic performance at all. I doubt it. No? No. I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy,
0: it'll have to be another time. I've done my best. I don't know what's going wrong there. So, um, all right, dear listener, thank you for joining in. We'll have a podcast as per normal. Now, next week, there's a half a chance it might be on the Monday night rather than the Tuesday. We'll see. But um, we'll get back to you. Keep an eye on the Facebook page. If you're not already, uh, like and follow the Facebook page and then you'll be notified of any... Changes to that, or Mm -hmm. um, maybe watch us on YouTube and subscribe on there, and you'll get a little notification when we come up on that. Um, And yeah, otherwise, we'll be back either Monday or Tuesday next week. Talk to you then.
2: Thanks very much for tuning in. Bye now. Bye,
0: everyone. Yo, Iron, Velvet, and 12th. This is Deep. After the last podcast, I have to defend Pope Francis. As you noted, Papa Francis has approved a change to the wording of the Lord's prayer. Instead of saying lead us not into temptation, it will now say do not let us fall into temptation. In eleven fifty six, Pope Adrian IV, the only English Pope, sent his English version of the Udra Fadr to England,
4: so that common folk could understand it. The relevant line is Na let us, us fallen into na Fondinge, which I translate as do not let us fall into temptation. The same. So, Frank, chill and don't sweat over it. It has all been done before. And, Frank, while I have your attention, it has been very rude of you not to answer my letters in the past. So this is Deep Throat, signing off from the
0: 12th century. West Suhal. Well, dear listener, did you enjoy that episode of the podcast? If you did, I've got a favour to ask. Uh, First up, tell some friends. Let them know about the podcast you'll be discussing something at some time and you might be repeating something I've said and when you're talking to your friends, say, hey, I heard this on this podcast and it's worth listening to and maybe pick an episode that you think is a good one and direct them to it. Like, grab their phone and go to their podcast app and search for Iron Vis Velvet Glove and subscribe <laughs> on their behalf on their phone